Buenas tardes, mujeres y caballeros. Es un gran placer presentarles a un joven talentoso. Por favor, dale un saludo sensacional a único Mundra. seen some major traction since the release of his song Loose Change, which debuted over the summer. The song saw success on TikTok and was put on Pharrell's I Am Other Volume 2 project. It's my pleasure to introduce Moondrop. I be posted on a street side, nothing but a beat and a blanket. I'm just asking if a brother got some change. And I ain't talking money out your pocket, taking quotas out your wallet. I'm just asking for a second out your day. There's so much going on, and I know you probably seen it. Posted on the gram, and I know you probably tweeted. And yeah, you did a little, but I really need a lot. I know I put you on the spot, but I need everything you got. I need some real Tom Cruise type action. Like we bought it IRL, not just type action. No rest, how we fight backing. This can't be another case of us all capping. Now that can't happen. Need to see some real change for me do you got some change for an artist just an artist trying to see a little change you ain't gotta empty out your pockets but if really that's an option then the world won't stay the same everything is for the team because we all one side crazy one person's change could affect the worldwide it don't matter how much you got on your welcome back to the podcast everyone today i'm with a very special guest the one and only moondrop what's going on there we what go. is going on <laughs> happy to be here man yeah, you're like, um, I've known you for over a year now. It's crazy that we're just finally now starting to do this um, podcast. I had, I didn't even yeah. know, I didn't even really know about, of course, like I, like growing up, I watched all the, um, when Kanye did those album release parties, like in Wyoming and stuff, like a few years ago, he like yeah. live streamed those stuff, but I didn't, I didn't realize how cool album release parties were. So when I went to yours, that was the first time I've ever been to one of those type of deals. Yeah, that no, that was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because you've been here from like the beginning, beginning. Because that was like, that was like my first ever like show for like myself. Wow. And so, yeah, no, that was just like that was wild, and it was cool to just share new music. Because like it's it's one thing having a concert and everybody knows the songs, but then having a concert and everybody's like learning the songs as you go, it was dope. And so, yeah, yeah, dude, you're one of a. That we're finally. You're one of the. There's a lot of hardworking artists, okay, but you're like one of the few artists. Just for whatever reason, I've decided just like to continue to follow the career, even if even if we don't connect all the time. Like I'm always like looking at the shit you've done, and we're we're, we're similar in age. We actually might even be the exact same age. How old are you? I'm 20. Yeah. I just turned 20 actually. I'm I just turned 20 in November, so we're like literally the exact same okay. age. 
<laughs> and um, so, like, once you get into, like, the music scene or art scene or whatever we call the scene we're part of, um, you realize, like, all your friends or artists you work with are usually older or younger. There's no one exactly in your age group. Like, I've interviewed yeah. people who are, like, in their 50s, you know? Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, for me, like, a lot of my friends, they're not actually, like, you know, I went to high school with everything like that. They're not in music. They're just off in college yeah. or already working, like, a 9-to-5 job somewhere. So there's not really, like, a lot of people that I can, like, follow what they're doing and connect in my own way because, like, what I do all day is talk about hip hop and podcasts and stuff like that. And after a while, if you're not into that stuff, you're like, Blake, that's, that's enough, you know? But, um, I've been following what you've been doing and like, I've actually seen like, you've been setting like milestones and like following through with them. And I do that with myself as well. But there's like, there's a lot of artists who are older than me that have been part of the music scene for years and years and years. And they're accomplishing things but it seems like they're hitting like roadblocks after a while. And yeah. I, I, I stay clear of those roadblocks, even though some of those roadblocks are not their own fault. But I feel like there's, if you lay out a plan and just stick to it, you can get through it. And like, I've exactly. seen you succeed with things. Like one thing right off the bat that I noticed was, and this is so funny. So when you, when I went to your album release show, I listened to your music. The thing that was funny was so, before you actually performed, you're doing like you're just practicing on stage, and it was just like yeah. your raw vocals. And then you started performing, and you had all this auto tune. I was like, wait, 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 what's going on here? What's going on here? And I was like, this guy doesn't need auto tuned for what he's doing. Yeah. So I just want to see if he realizes that in himself and see his own growth. And it's been a yeah. year, and I've actually seen this this growth. That a lot of people just stick to the auto tune, and what you, what I've seen with you, like even with your newest song, you fuck around with it, but when you first started, I could tell that was like your crutch that you were using, but now you're using yeah. it more artistically. Yeah, no, definitely, because I think that was a lot of like the feedback that I was getting. It was like, because the very first song I ever did was no auto tune on it, like it was like hip hop, but I think I was really insecure about my voice. As like, I don't know, as a high schooler, I'm like, oh, my voice sounds horrible. So let me just edit a whole bunch of stuff onto it so that now it's like, oh, this is what everybody else sounds like. And it's like the, the more I realize doing the music thing is like the more you try to be like somebody else, like people just don't mess with that. It's like, mm. oh, we heard that already. Let me hear something different. And so using my own like raw voice, like no one's heard my voice before. Like no one can emulate that. No one can make exactly that. So it's just been doing that a lot more and like especially with like loose change and all of like the other tracks i think low mileage is like probably has the most auto tune out of on it out of like all of the new stuff i've recorded and it barely like has any on it so it's just mm-hmm. like i don't know messing with that a lot more has been i don't know an experience and i've gotten a lot co- more confident in my myself and like my music ability and so and once you gain yeah, confidence, like, you see these milestones, like, happen, too, you know? Like, I literally, like, that's the first thing that when I th- think of Moondrop, I was like, I remember that album release show, and I was like, is he going to take that leap and grow? Is it going to take years? Yeah. Is it going to take months? What is it going to do? And, like, within the summertime, you've already, you already figured out that you needed a change. And, like, some yeah. people are, whether it's ego or they're 
scared or whatever it is. Some people just don't let go of the auto tune. But that people, you're gonna lose fans if you just stick with that shit. You want to be unique. People are thirsty for uniqueness. Yeah, and I think people who are kind of on like that trap wave, like it's no disrespect. Like I love that. I listen to trap music all the time. But like, it seems very temporary and seems very like trendy. Mm-hmm. And so, but like lyric, like straight hip hop has been around forever. Like you see people like Kendrick and J Cole, like they don't go away. Like they don't release music for like two years and then they come back and drop something and everybody still listens. And it's cause they've created like a brand for themselves around their own voice and like their own experiences. And they're not trying to be anybody else or like follow the trends. And so you see like smaller artists posting all the time, every like every week or like every two days, a new song. And it's cause they're trying to keep up with the new trends cause it changes daily what's like popping. But if you're like, like I am, I'm out to set, I'm out to like create a legacy for myself. And so that doesn't revolve, it transcends any of the trends that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm doing everything I can right now to just make the music that I want and that people who listen to me like to hear. And that amount of people grows and grows daily. Sometimes people unfollow me and I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of sucks or whatever. But like, I'm, I'm trying to get to a place where I'm, I'm like those Kendrick. I'm like that J Cole. I'm like somebody who can make the music that they want and people want to hear it not something that people want to hear so i have to make it you know what i'm saying well said well said so, man um yeah i want to get to a point well i'm not an artist in that way but i think it's so crazy that what i've been like over the summer and they just there's this guy on i forget how i found him. i found him on youtube and then i follow him on twitter now and he's this dj called toasty digital i don't know if you've ever heard of him but what he does yeah. is he he recreates like Kanye album or a Kendrick album and like uses different beats and cuts up vocals that Kanye used on one album puts on another album things like that like so I want to I want to see artists get to a point where like you're so big that your fans love you so much if you're not dropping music they're going to create their own album with your music like that shit's insane that's crazy dang what is his name Toasty Digital yeah he's dope as fuck he just created this I think it was two weeks ago he came out this EP called um it's it's a mixture between Mad City and um, my beautiful dark f- twisted fantasy, so it was Kanye oh. and so anytime it was a Kanye beat, it would be it would be Kendrick on it. Anytime it was a Kendrick beat, it would be Kanye on it, and it was like it was Crazy. awesome. So things like that, I think that's what's so cool when your artists when your when your fans love you so much, they want to create merch for you or create yeah. albums for you, projects for you, or like you see a lot of you see a lot of um, fans create. If, if there's not a music video to go with a song, a fan will create a music video for that artist. Shit like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, fan engagement is probably, like, the biggest thing, dude. Like, I think that's what's cool about, like, TikTok. Also, I know this is, like, it doesn't have anything to do, but it's, like, people, like, make creating content with, like, your music is just, like, crazy. Like, when I released, like, Loose Change and I saw, like, the first person, like, use the sound, I was like, oh. That's crazy. Hell yeah. I was like, somebody cared enough to like do something with one of my tracks. And so, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. I want to get to that point. But yeah, you have a pretty decent TikTok following. How'd you, what made you decide to get onto TikTok? Some artists are very, uh, I don't want to do that shit, but it seemed like you hopped on board and you're doing well. 
Yeah, uh, TikTok is just like, it's fun. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's no like rules with it. Whereas like Instagram, I feel like people expect certain things from Instagram, like cool photos and like videos that are like dope or like freestyles and all that. Whereas like TikTok, I just get on there and I like, oh, that video is cool. I'm gonna duet it and I'm gonna just throw a verse over it. Like, like I did a verse over like some cricket sounds. Like some, there was a video of like a cricket, like just making a sound. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a hi-hat. I'm gonna just throw a verse over that. And so I just did that and posted it and people were like, oh, that's dope. Like there's just no expectations. And so I don't know. Yeah. And then for like, I, and then I just post snippets of like my music videos on there, which is like, I feel like that stands out, especially among like the TikTok thing mm-hmm. or like TikTok videos. Cause a lot of them are just like on the fly stuff. And so when you post something that is actually like you took time to make, then people are like, Whoa, that's crazy. And then, yeah. And then I got lucky and then went and blew up. And so which led to a lot of other things. So Hell that's why I stick with TikTok because it's like responsible for a lot of the stuff I got going now. Yeah. Which is crazy. The behind the scenes things on, I think people really like when there's artists on TikTok, the fans like to see like behind the scene type deals or things where they, they're like, oh, it's only on TikTok. There's this little promo just for TikTok. Like fans really love yeah. that engagement type deal. Yeah. And I, I don't know. One thing that I, I don't know. One thing I, think that tiktok has done that's kind of like harm music is what i see a lot it's just like people who go on there and just like like beg for like people to like do their stuff that's one thing that is like oh no and then you get labeled like a tiktok artist and so that's why i was hesitant at the beginning i was like oh i don't want to be i don't want to be a tiktok rapper mm-hmm. but then it's just like i don't know it's just it's just like more opportunities for people to see your face yeah and so yeah just look at it I as marketing, know. you know? Exactly, yeah. I think, yeah. Just take every opportunity. Like, sure. even, like, I don't know, Triller. Like, people use Triller a lot. Yeah. Music from, But I think it's really underrated, and people don't utilize that enough. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the um, what's it called? The Instagram versus battle? Are they called versus battles? I think that's what they're called. Oh, yeah. They just got bought yeah. out by Triller. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah, dude. I think Triller is like way bigger than like people actually realize. Like people like signed a Triller for like music. Yeah. Which I didn't like I didn't even know. Like I just I started I have like some people down in LA that I work with and they're like, Yeah, man, we gotta we gotta get you in front of Triller. I was like, Triller? I don't even know how to dance. Like what am I gonna <laughs> do? Like I can't do nothing. And then they're like, nah, bro, Triller be running the music. I was like, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like so, the um, what was it? The Mike Tyson versus fuck. Who did he fight? Who did Mike Tyson just fight? Oh, how am I blinking I, on this? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Whoever Mike Tyson just fought. Roy, was it Roy Jones Jr.? Yeah. But yeah, Triller sponsored that whole event. So they had like Little Wayne was supposed to perform. For some reason, he like backed out day of you know like snoop was part of it all that like all those artists are because of like triller yeah that's pretty crazy yeah it's all connected like everything is just connected and everything is just like way deeper than it seems yeah and then and that's that's what i've been learning like everybody just like knows somebody and so like like i made a connection with like a super like a 
like with my producer that I work with down in LA, like my mom's cousin, like her husband knew some guy in Texas. And so I hopped on a call with him, but he did like rock music. And so I, we were like, oh, we don't really make the same music, but like you're dope, like as a person. So he's like, let me throw you to this guy. Wow. And like he threw me to some producer who's like made albums for Neo and like wins Grammys. And I was just like, my mom's cousin did all this? Wow. Like that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, music as a general, like people try to like say like different genres are against each other, but as a whole, like the music community is all, they're very like happy to work with each other and help yeah. each other out. It's awesome. Yeah, like Lil Wayne and Blink 182 or whatever oh, that album yeah. was. That was a like, terrible song though, but yes, I know it. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool idea. Didn't turn out very well. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, I think I think was it Little Wayne that did a song with Imagine Dragons or was that Kendrick? One, one, either one of those guys did I guess remix with um, Imagine Dragons. That one was pretty cool. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But music like that is just cool, even if it like doesn't turn out very well. Like mm-hmm. most of the time, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was a thing. But like, I don't know. It's cool to just like see people trying to do something new. For sure. What I've noticed about the difference between like Instagram and TikTok is like if you have like a certain number of followers on Instagram, you're only going to get a certain amount of views that fall like that connect with the followers. Yeah. Like even if you have post a crazy video, like if you if you're some just like random guy who has like 10 followers and post a picture with Drake or a video with Drake, that's like real. Like you and Drake are actually hanging out. You're only going to get maybe if you hashtag it, maybe like 100 likes right but if you post yeah. that same video or picture on tiktok you can have zero followers and that shit can get like a million views so i wonder yeah. what the big dip i don't understand where that gap is or how that's happening but it's pretty it's yeah really interesting I just, yeah that's why I, I also that's why i like tiktok more because it's like i don't know well while i'm not there for like well, i'm not doing it for numbers there's a certain amount of like that validation that comes with that <laughs> yes. like oh like more people saw it and so like they liked it whereas like on instagram i could get like a thousand views on some and then i get like 200 likes yeah. like the rest of y'all saw that and didn't like it yeah. like even though that's not the case like pe- it's people like it like comes up on explore or whatever and they just scroll past it's still like Ugh. like that sucks but like on tiktok it's like everybody could see it it has a possibility every video you post has a possibility to like blow up yeah which is why I think it's so enticing for people. But then there's the downside where you get caught up in all that and you start trying to post things just to go viral, which is not yeah, a good way to go about your music <laughs> career. That's like, yeah. I think, yeah. I think one reason why TikTok is so successful too is because like, like you were saying, people like you like, can duet or remix a video. So maybe people think, oh, if this video is blowing up, then I can use it. And it just gets more spread though. That's the thing. So it's like a win-win. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I interviewed uh, Ricky Desktop and Jairus Johnson. I don't know if you know who they are, but they both blew up on TikTok and are signed off TikTok. Like, Crazy. and basically, Ricky Desktop made the banjo beat and the chicken wing beat, which were like huge on TikTok. And yeah. Jairus Johnson remixed the banjo beat. And because they used the same beat, basically, they both got signed. It was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Dang. Shit yeah. like that. Yeah, TikTok wild. Just seeing people like get careers off of that, like, 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Some people deserve That's it. Some it. people don't. It just <laughs> look at the draw at yeah. times though. <laughs> yeah. And like, but I think the crazy thing is like, you look at that and you see like, oh, one video blew up and now you think, oh, they're signed. But like, there's so much more that goes into it. Like behind the scenes. It's not just like, oh, they made a video and it went crazy. Oh, where's my deal now? Like, oh, I got a million views on something. But like, there's so much more that's like goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Dude, I wonder how many people actually like, My one of my last guests were saying like, you need millions and millions of views to actually like make money off TikTok because of like how fast people can get views. Like if, if, if everyone was getting a million, like so many people can get millions of views easily, that means everyone would be making money, but it doesn't work like that. You have to get tons of views. So it's just, I was, I was, I like, how do those, so there's, there's people that like, like spend all day, like making TikToks, but how do they actually end up making money? Like the people who just make like city, silly videos, like what is like the longevity of making those videos? You know, like, like yeah, down the road, or can, can you retire off making just silly TikTok videos? Like, how the fuck does that? I don't understand how yeah, that actually works. Gonna, like, that's not that talented. I'm gonna be honest. You know, like some of that shit's not talented, but gets tons of views. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I like. I it beats me. I see some. I see people with like a million followers. I look at their videos, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why? Why do they have a million videos, and I and I got, or a million fans, and I got whatever. But it's just like. Some people just like are vibing with that stuff. I guess I don't even know, but like in terms of longevity, I I think it's like it, you have you got to be able to expand beyond TikTok. Like if you see people like like Addison Ray and like all of those people, like they started on TikTok and like I saw them and I'm like, what? You, like you gonna make dancing videos the rest of your life? <laughs> like, but then they get like brand deals with like American Eagle. I was yeah. like, what? Cause she danced a couple times. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but. I can't be a hater. I just got to take notes and move along. Like, <sighs> like the, um, wild. I think the Paul up. brothers did that yeah. stuff was cool though. You know, like they started on vine part of Disney channel. Now they're like fucking both boxers. Now they try to rap. Their rap is awful, but like they've actually expanded past vine, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. And they have pod. They have a podcast too. When they actually get, yeah, I forget which brother has it, but because they look exactly the same to me, and like they do, they both do fuck shit. So I'm like, I never know who's doing yeah. the weirdest shit, you know? Yeah, they're just all over the place, and that's why they go crazy because they just do everything. If you do everything, you're bound to get noticed for one thing, and then everything else goes crazy because it's associated with you. Yeah, true. So you just got to do the most. <laughs> so tell me about. There must be a long ass story behind this like loose change video. You know, the video went pretty has pretty good numbers on TikTok and it's on the I am other soundtrack. So, tell me this, start from the yeah. beginning of that cuz there, there's a lot of great stuff that's happened from that one song for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, that song is a blessing for sure, but it started with I was watching the news. It was like the day after um the George Floyd murder and I was watching the news and it was like all the riots down in Seattle going just like it was like crazy I was just watching that and my family we're all, we're all black except for my mom 
my mom's the one white person in my family. So we're just all watching it and she got a lot of questions and we're, we're like all trying to talk about it. But I, I get overwhelmed really easily. Like that's why I do music because like, I don't want to talk. Like just go listen to my song. And so I was like, I'm gonna go clean my room. And so I went down, I didn't clean my room. My room's still messy, messy as hell. But I then I like, I wrote, I wrote out Loose Change, like 15 minutes, the whole song. I just found a random beat. I like wrote it out because I was just writing everything I was feeling. Wow. And which was mostly just like, why is this happening now? Like what was what was special about like George Floyd's murder compared to like the rest of the other ones that have happened? The thousands of other people. Like why why do people seem to care now? And so I just had a million thoughts going through my head. So I wrote it down, got the beat, went up to my treehouse, and then you have a tree recorded house? it. Like 10 minutes like the whole process was probably like 25 minutes and i was like oh yeah oh yeah i, I built a I built a studio in my treehouse at the beginning of quarantine wow like an actual treehouse that's not i'm gonna flip i'm gonna flip the laptop around so you can see it. it's gonna be really bright for a second but let's see if you can see it. it's out there oh wow you see that like hut thing that's in the air yeah that's awesome holy shit so you know how to do construction yeah. and shit like that so that's it's dope. like yeah Wow. Yeah, exactly. Because my mom was like, because I got like these big monitors and everything. My mom was like, it's way too loud inside. You need to uh, mm. go outside. That's insane. So now it's just like my space. That's just where I'm at. Wow. So yeah, continue but, the story. <laughs> yeah, so I recorded that like whole process for like 30 minutes. Am I frozen? You're good now, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I just went up there like 30 minutes, recorded everything. And then I just put the song out. Like I didn't even like think to do any marketing i wasn't like oh let's try to make this a whole thing like do promotion i was just like this is what i want like this is what i think this is how i feel and i i, I don't want to have to have the same conversation a million times so i'm gonna put a song out somebody want to ask me a question i'm gonna send you a link wow. here you go listen to this and so i put it out and then in, in like uh and people were like hitting me up about it They're like way man this is so cool like all that and there's like a couple people and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm just I'm just tired of having to watch like my people just die over and over again, and I feel like powerless. And so I had that conversation with a lot of people that night, and then I went on a run the next day. And my like my best friend, he's a videographer. He's like, bro, that that uh, that song was crazy. He's like, we're gonna let's let's do a video for it. And so we're like, I was like, oh yeah. So then the next day. We wow. shot the video and then I put the video out like two days after that. It's like the whole process of like the song was like four days counting like the video. Wow. And so then I posted it on TikTok and it got 400 views. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like 400 people like wanted to see my thing. And then like I was hyping myself up. I was like, I had like three comments. I was like, okay. Cause it was like my first TikTok video. I was like, oh, we're going crazy. <laughs> we're going crazy. And then, uh, and then I went to a protest uh, down in, in Woodenville. And it was like, I don't know, for some reason, I just felt like really discouraged after the protest. Cause it seemed just so like, it seemed like it was put together. It seemed like trendy. It seemed like someone was like, oh, this is what people are doing now. Yeah. We're protesting. So I'm going to just throw it together and we're going to just like walk around. And like, there was like, 
it didn't seem like we were doing anything. Like down in Seattle, like hate it or love it that people were like destroying things, but people were doing something and people were watching. But like we were walking through this place and like it was like nobody cared. Like they didn't they like they stopped the traffic, but people just we we're in like the smallest part of the town. Like it didn't affect anything. Like nobody was forced to pay attention, which is what pro like what protesting is. Like it forces people to pay attention. But so I was just like, I was just feeling like, what's the point? And I go back into my car. I'm with my brother and my sister, my younger brother. And he like, he's like, hey, Reed, your video got like 12,000 views on it. I was like, oh, it has what? First thing I did, I didn't even check the video. I just called my mom. I was like, hey, mom, <laughs> we got 12,000 videos. We got 12,000 views on the video. She's like, yeah, exactly. She's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then my brother, I'm on the phone with my mom and my brother's just refreshing it. He's like, 24,000, 36,000. I was like, oh, what is happening? Shit. I thought, I, I was feeling like the man. I'm not going to lie. I was feeling like the man. But I also was just like, people care. Like, even if it was, like, even if it was like trendy or whatever, like, people were hearing my words and, people were responding to that. And so like, that was just crazy. And then like, that was doing its thing for like a little bit. And then all of a sudden I, and I had it on SoundCloud and Spotify and all that. Like I posted it. It was just on SoundCloud at first, actually. Then I posted it on Spotify and everything after the video went, um, started going crazy. crazy. <laughs> and so then, um, all of a sudden, and my SoundCloud had maybe like five, thousand views on it whereas everything else was like oh 50k like all that and then all of a sudden i'm going through my email for school or like i'm just like scrolling through because i needed to find something for my school and i see uh an email from like the head of artist relations at soundcloud oh, and i was like fuck. for me i like no way and so i'm reading it and they're like hey like i saw your uh loose change song and like we're doing a project with pharrell and his iron mother team and so like i'd love to hop on a call and i was like at that moment i was like oh my goodness break like, down I, just, like, I, am, I didn't know what this break down i am mother for people who don't know what i am mother is um so if i'm gonna be honest i just really don't know how to i, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it very well but but just I, like i don't even know like they just do a lot for like social they do a lot of social justice stuff and are like a representation of just underrepresented groups and so like if you follow them you see a lot of like interviews with people who are involved in like social justice stuff and they do i don't know and pharrell backs it all i that's a really horrible explanation of what they do <laughs> and like really basic but um yeah just working with just working with their team and all of them it's like they're just a group of just like genuine people that actually are like trying to change and like you don't find that very often in this industry and so i don't know it was like a breath of fresh air for that to be the group of people that reached out to me so are they in were they created with pharrell or did they have were they already doing their own thing and then pharrell hopped aboard i, I think they were created with pharrell i'm pretty sure it's pharrell's like um like he started it and got his group of people and all that. And it's music. And then, it's music oriented, right? Or is it outside of music as well? Or I think it's outside of music as well. I think it's just, it just like 
social justice and change in general hmm. and because like right now they're talking they're doing a, i think they're doing a lot with like the the asian stuff or posting a lot mm-hmm. about like asian hate and all that's going on there which is just like crazy that spa shit that like, happened the other day was insane yeah it's just like what like it like it doesn't make sense like to me i'm just like i see that and i'm just like like why like what is the ah uh, it's just so frustrating like i don't uh. yeah so continue your story my bad for interrupting <laughs> oh no 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 i like that we're going on just like random tangents in the middle of this is just long, <laughs> long hell yeah story. but um yeah so then we i hopped on a call with him and he was like yeah for real like we're really oh no no <laughs> oh my gosh i wish i wish i hopped on a call with Pharrell. Like that would've been crazy, but um, no, I um, hopped on a call with like their team and all that, and they were having people submit the songs, their songs to it, but and I didn't even realize that until after it was posted that like people submitted to it, mm. but like they're like, yeah, we found your track and like we think it'd be really good on there, and so like and then all this stuff like the money stuff and we talked about the business stuff. But then they didn't tell me if it was going to be on it for like a month. Mm. And I was just, I was just like waiting. Uh, it was like probably the longest month. Cause it was like the first like real sense that like I could do this music thing, like as my job. Like I was just like, it felt real. Like in that, in that month, like it felt like this is like the turning point almost in my career. And then I, then I got the call and they're like, yeah, we'll put it on there. I was, uh, celebrating for like a month I'm still celebrating now like it's wow. just like that and especially like that song because like it's like barely like my it's basically raw vocals and I mixed I mixed the thing the whole thing by myself and I'm far from an engineer and it was just like for that to be the song that people recognize and are like attributing to me and like my music is just like it's special and so yeah and like, also the crazy thing is my mom, when I first started doing music, like a month after I made the Tula Moon song, my mom was like, the, fr- the first three people that you're going to be cl- like, are going to contact you are going to be Pharrell, Macklemore and uh, Ellen. <laughs> and like, and I was like, that's crazy. Cause Pharrell was the first person or like for like for us people. Yeah. And so like, that was crazy. And then like, uh, I have like connections to like Macklemore's people now, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So oh, now I'm just shit. waiting for that. Ellen, if you see this, uh, <laughs> hit my DMs to open. Uh, I'd love to be on the show. No, but it's just like, yeah, Loose Change will forever be probably my favorite song. I mean, I make a lot of, I love every song that I make, but that song and just like the emotion and just like the roller coaster that it took me on is just like, beyond just like the music and the sound of it wow and yeah man, it was crazy wow i know that was probably like a story no that's awesome i've i've been following i am other since um it was crazy because they've released two projects now and you're on volume two if i'm correct yeah yeah, yeah the second one i've um because I, I love what pharrell is doing like i'm not just pharrell just hip-hop in general i'm always in the know with everything that's happening in hip-hop and yeah. when i the thing that before um, Pharrell um, 
push a T, I forget what it's called. He released this thing, something, I think it's like 1800 seconds or something, curated by Pusha T, something along those lines. And basically what Pusha T did, this was like a year and a half ago, he, um, he, cur- he curated this whole album, almost playlist like deal, where all these up and coming artists were put on this, he like hand selected these artists to put on a project that was pushed by him. And then I think, I think Future just did the same thing recently as well. But it's, it's really cool that you don't really see those things anymore. Like what you, what you do see is like, if you're part of a label, the label will come together and make like a thing like Dream, Revenge of the Dream or something like that, you know? But for like artists to go out of their way to connect with other artists who don't really have a name for themselves and just throw them on a project and they're backing it, that's insane. Yeah. So to see yeah. that Pharrell started doing that with an actual organization, because Pusha T and um, Pusha T and Future, they I don't know if they were really backed by an organization. They just wanted to help these artists out, but but Pharrell is actually pushing this organization as well. So that's even it's probably it's probably gained more attention than what Pusha T did, anyways. But that's dope. Yeah. Like the first the first um, project, the first project had Code of the Friend and Boz and um, what is that song called? BQE. Have you heard that song? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was insane. I was like, oh shit, they're actually recognizing Coda as well because Coda's an independent artist and like he's a huge inspiration for a ton of artists. Like he's been independent the entire time, and it's just he was my third interview I ever had. And um, really, yeah, crazy. And just to see like the things he's done in the span of like a year and a half is insane. And. To be, yeah. For you to be on a project that Coda or any of these amazing artists have been part of as well, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I don't know. It was like an like an honor to just be like among those people because like I was the youngest one. Besides, there's like there's like a 13 year old kid on this on the thing. Like wow. he made like a he made like a song, but like just being like among just like crazy artists and being like said in like the same conversation as like I am other or like SoundCloud or like Pharrell like be even being in that conversation is just like that's just like insane yeah to like I guess it still just like blows my mind yeah I don't think enough Seattle artists get attention honestly and like I never I never think of like a Seattle artist we want to get onto a platform like that you know like of course, I want every Seattle artist that I'm connected with to get something like that, you know? But, like, I never... Or even even when it's, like, a fucking... It doesn't even have to do with music. It can be, like, like um, being on Family Feud or a lottery or some shit like that. It's like you never see people from Washington, I feel like. You know? Or, yeah. or if you do, they're, like, the... There's some weirdo, <laughs> you know? Hey, I'd be down for Family Feud also. Hell yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> but, no. Um, I... The Seattle music scene, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with because I feel like, I don't know. Like, I've connected with, like, a lot of amazing artists and, like, some, like, really cool people and, like, really genuine people. But I've also just seen, like, there's so much hate. Like, it seems like every – because, like, when you look at cities like Atlanta and you look at cities like, yeah, like, Atlanta or, like, Houston or, like, New York – Every artist, like, yeah, there's beef or whatever, but, like, Atlanta as a city pushes every artist. Like, every artist you see from Atlanta is going crazy because, like, 
the whole city is behind them. And so then they show the rest of the country, they show the rest of the world what they have to offer and they showcase it. But then we look like in Seattle and it seems like people view success as like limited. And so if one person is getting success, that's less success for them. Hmm. And so like we see people like Lil Mosey and like the amount of hate that Lil Mosey gets, even though he's bringing eyes to the city, which which a lot of people debate, but I don't think I don't think that's up for debate. Like he like he is Seattle. When people say Lil Mosey, they're like, he is from Seattle. And that's something that you can't change. But then people see him doing well and they hate on him. Whatever. And I what was I doing? I was in a group chat um put on by um Citywide. Which okay. shout out Citywide. They're like an amazing media company and they do like crazy videos and also just like so much more just beyond like uh, just like making videos. And so I was in a group chat that they put on and it was supposed to like, we were supposed to like be like supporting artists and thinking ways of like bringing attention to Seattle. And like somebody, I don't remember who, but somebody came in the chat and was like, oh, you, what do you guys think about Lil Mosey? And then it was just hate a real for like spest. an hour. Oh, God. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, for a group chat that was made to lift up <laughs> Seattle artists, we are doing a horrible job of doing that. Wow. And so, like, I was just honest. Like, I, and, like, I don't even know. I was probably, like, the weird dude in the group chat because I, I wrote, like, a paragraph and, like, people probably were like, what is this, school or something? But, like, I wrote, like, a long thing, and I was just, like, because that's something I'm passionate about, because, like, community is, like, why, like, is a big part of why I do music. It's just, like, connecting with other people and, like, building those relationships in that community. And so to see somebody who is in a place, who is in a place where I want to be, obviously, I'd love to be doing, like, the numbers that Lil Mosey is. But to see somebody in that, in that place get so much hate from his hometown, it's just, like... That doesn't that doesn't make me want to like represent Seattle very much. Like I'm like, yeah, I love my city and all that, but if my city doesn't love me back, then what then what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, I've just been I've like I don't know. I've just been trying to reach out to a lot of artists and a lot of artists are very like clicky. Yeah. And like very like I work with these people and nobody else. And like I and I, I'm not even going to give you the time of day. Like, people with, like, barely any, like, more followers than me doing, like, the same numbers as me. I'll DM them some nice, like, hyping up their music. Like, hey, man, like, your music's fire, all that. Just trying to, like, I don't know, show that I support them. And they leave it on scene. And I'm like, <sighs> fuck. It's just, ah. I'm the type of guy, I if, I, if I don't. It's happened less and less, but like, if I try to DM someone and it's like it's just not possible to, if there's like there's no email or anything, if they don't if they don't if they don't get back to me within a week, I'm like fuck this, I'm deleting this message so they don't even know I reached out. Yes, unsaved. Hold on. But yeah, I, that was that's yeah. insane. I um. You're definitely a Seattle artist, you know, but you feel like I've seen. Yeah. I feel like the best. The artists that have been making like a splash in the water or whatever, they they basically do their own shit. You know, it's it's very important to connect with the Seattle music scene. But I think like realistically, 
if you wanted, especially during this pandemic, you don't yeah. really need the scene to be sex- successful, which is yeah. sad to say, but like you're, you're doing you and you're doing some great shit, you know? Yeah. And like, and like, that's the thing. Like, like I know I could like that I can do like it all. Like I don't need anybody else, but it like, I don't know. I, I like, I love my city. I've never lived anywhere else. Like, I want people to think of like the hip hop scene when they think Seattle. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like I'm the only person that thinks like that or like the only person that is like wanting that. Yeah. Because I don't know. I feel like we don't have a very, we don't have our own unique sound. Everybody thinks that we're from like LA or from the Bay Area. Thinks that they're like the next SOB. But. Yes, you're right. That's so funny. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, but like, I don't know. That seems like, that's, it seems like that's the music that gets pushed a lot in Seattle. And it's not like people that are doing different stuff. Think about it this that way. Gets like, Little Mosey, he's worked with all your favorite artists, whether it's YG. Yeah. Tyga, it's on the fucking new SpongeBob movie soundtrack. You know how much money you make to be on a movie soundtrack? Chris Brown, you know, like all these people. And then you look at Macklemore. I didn't even realize he's worked with like Anderson Pac. Like that's one of my favorite artists. He's worked with some crazy ass people, and he's actually one of the top grossing um, hip hop artists. Like he has, he has, he has like three or four songs that have billions of views. Kanye yeah. Kanye doesn't even have a song that has billions of views. And yeah. like when you think of like hip hop culture, like one of the first people you think of is Kanye with like the Yeezys, everything he's doing. And he doesn't even have billions yeah. of views. Like Macklemore yeah. is probably literally like I, I personally don't listen to his music, but there's tons of people who do. There's billions of people who do. Yeah. And little Mosey's doing some ma- he's little Mosey he's he's probably almost, if not already, like an A list artist, realistically. You know? Yeah, but you don't see like all you don't see everyone's eyes on the mu- Seattle music scene. Like people expect that an artist is gonna blow up and then come back to the music scene and help. Even if they do, I don't. You st- what I've what I've what I've come to decide is that you can't bank on one artist making make all this shine and then bring it back. Like you need to come up as a community. That's what it is. Like if you have yeah. two of the biggest artists in the music industry and you don't see all the success coming back to Seattle, it's not because those guys aren't doing enough. <laughs> it's because you yeah. need to build up the community. Yeah. It, yeah. So like you go, like, you work so hard. Or, like, I don't know. What, there's, like, a Drake line what, in, like, one of his recent songs. And he's, like, um, what do you say? Lemon pepper wings. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon pepper wings. No, he said something about, like, how he, like, sh- he, like, poured out his soul and then to like, I don't know, in his music. And then like he blew up and now everybody's saying like he sold his soul, something like that. And it's just like, wow, that's people are so, people are so quick to just be like, oh, you're like, you don't like, you don't support Seattle. Like, oh, you didn't, you don't do this. You don't do that. Like, what did you do for me? It's like, I don't know. I'd like brought eyes to you. I I don't know. I worked my butt off it's my life. to make my music. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I poured out my soul. Like, 
what else do you want me to do? You want me to come through with like 10 racks and just be like, here you go. Yeah. Now, now you're going to blow. Like uh, people just want to hate and come up with conspiracy theories about why people, Oh, you sold your soul to the devil. Blah, blah, blah. Just like, yeah. I don't know. It just takes just time. Fun. It's like luck really isn't, you can be lucky, and I feel like TikTok, I hate that TikTok has made it seem like you can just blow up like that, but that's realistically, it's not that many people that are even that successful on TikTok, you know? Like, yeah. it, it comes down to actually, like, strategy and following through. Like, we're both really young. I feel like we can both actually get shit done, and you want to get shit yeah. done when you're young. Like, I, of course, there's some artists that don't get their shine until they're, like, late 30s, 40s maybe even 60s. You know, I don't know that many artists who have blown up in their <laughs> 60s, but like I feel like realistically if you just stick to what the fuck you want to do, you don't have you can you can you can blow up by the time like I give myself like a 5 year period of time and that's when I'm going to like reevaluate am I doing the right shit, you know? But like yeah. it shouldn't take till you're 30 to blow up, you know? If you just have to and that that's when it comes down to, you know, sometimes having a family, getting married, all that shit, and getting jobs, that can sometimes affect like what you're doing musically if you want to be an artist. But if you and sometimes you have to cut that shit out. You have to realize you can't do that stuff until you find your success, you know? And I, I tell artists like if you want if you want to you need money, so find a job that connects to back to what you're doing musically or artistically. I think that's important. But um Yeah, man. You you, you just need a like plan and execute you can't really just think it's gonna happen just because you're releasing music and stuff you know yeah like it's like i think it's all like follow through because everybody has like crazy ideas but it's like who's gonna do it like okay that was a cool idea now what steps are you taking to get to that point where that that idea is shown to the rest of the world and it's like yeah i think with going back to like the tiktok thing like you said it's just like people see that and then they're like every so then every video is different like they'll put out this kind of video one time and then it's like oh that didn't do very well but that other person's video who did the exact same thing did really well so why didn't mine oh this is the next viral video i'm gonna make the exact same thing Hmm. and so they're not building a fan they're not building a brand they're not building any image they're not building a fan base they're just chasing trends and like banking your whole career on like going viral is like i don't know like i don't know baking like your finances <laughs> on the lottery yeah, yeah yeah it's like oh i'm this this is my plan i'm i plan to go viral like no you can't do that like that's yeah. not a thing like just stick to a plan okay you got 100 views on this one what did what steps are you taking to get 200 views on the next one and then 500 and then a thousand it's like if you're not taking the steps to grow and you're just hoping that your video randomly hits the algorithm, like then you're not, you're never going to do anything. Like you might as well just go be an accountant or something. Go hate <laughs> to accountant. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely get what you're saying. Do you have, do you have a manager or anything like that? Yeah. Hell Shout yeah. out Pierre. How long have you had a manager? Like, and how, what have, what, what is some success that you've seen with having a manager? I know there's a lot of artists that do things independently to the point that they don't even have a manager, but I think there are plus sides to having a manager. So explain the plus sides you've seen at least. Yeah. um, Plus sides. I think 
for one thing, I think the age difference, because he's like, I don't know, he's like 50 or something. Sorry, Pierre, if I'm saying that you're way older than you actually are, but I think, <laughs> I think he's like 50 or something. And so he has a lot more experience than I do because he worked in music. He worked in music before I did and did a lot with artists. And then he stopped for a minute. He, he has like three companies that he does now, but then he came back to music to help me. And so he knows how the game works. And so me being young and talking to a lot of older people is like, it's intimidating for me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I get intimidated having to talk to this producer who's, I don't know, won a bunch of Grammys. Like what is me who's like grown up in Seattle, doesn't talk to other artists on Instagram, talks to artists, but like, doesn't, I don't know, what am I, what am I supposed to say? And so him being in the game and being older and being able to connect to these people who are like in his same age bracket a lot easier allows me it takes some of the pressure off of me to like come up with everything that i need to say and he also just gives me a lot of advice and and ultimately is there just to support me like i don't know like like we set this up like i just i did it myself like i like we just set it up and we did i didn't need him to do anything but like i always ask him for advice before going through with something whether I take that advice or not depends because sometimes I'm just I'm like ah whatever Pierre I'm gonna do it anyways but um it's always I'm always keeping myself in check and making sure I'm not acting recklessly and I think wow I think he's more of a mentor than anything like just someone that I can talk to and I'm like this video flopped and now I feel like I feel like giving up. What do I, like, what do I do? And he's like, boy, like pick yourself up. Like that's one video. How long it take you to make five days? Mm. I guess five days out of your life. Go make another one. Wow. And so, yeah, I think whether it's a manager or a mentor or just somebody like a, like a friend or somebody just having somebody that you is just extra energy is just beneficial for everybody. Cause like, you get to a point where your energy runs out and to have somebody that's at the end there waiting for your energy to run out and to be able to like, you got it, keep going. And then you're re-energized and you keep going. And I think that's important for everybody because trying to do life on your own is not, uh, it might work for a little bit and you, you might like feel like the man or feel like the woman, but eventually it's going to get really hard and, they're going to need somebody. And if you don't invest in those connect, those relationships and like strengthening those relationships and having deep relationships and talking about like what you're feeling, you're not going to have anybody to turn to. Yeah. And it's going to be really rough. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's also one big thing that I've learned in a year. And a reason that I'm starting to see things happen is like, I've just like humbled myself. Cause like before I was like, all my music is the best music that anybody's ever heard. And I don't need anybody to give me advice on anything. Cause I know exactly what I'm doing. Like I've watched three YouTube videos on how to get connections in the music industry. I don't need anybody, but then just realizing like, it's so much deeper than that. And the more I try to do it on my own, the more I find those roadblocks that we were talking about earlier. Like the more I find myself getting stuck in, I don't know. So that's what I'm not, that's what Pierre has done for me and I'm eternally grateful and he'll probably like, he'll probably be my manager for the rest or like 
as long as he can. He'll always be a part of my music career. So, yeah, I don't know. Hell yeah, dude. I think that's um, the thing I think personally what I've been struggling. I don't know if struggling is the right word. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say struggling. What I've been struggling with is what you were talking about at the beginning was the was the age difference thing, you know? Like, yeah. like I was saying a few minutes ago, like, I, why, why do I have to wait till like, I'm 30 or older to actually be making money, you know? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I feel like even though I have all the knowledge, of course I'm always learning, but even though I, I know what I can do to help other people, I feel like sometimes those older people, like, don't, don't see my value yet. You know, it's easy to yeah. say, oh, that young man is ambitious, but like, no, I know what the fuck yeah. I'm talking talk, talking about as well. So I, I see those roadblocks with myself, at least, and I, I, it's just something I overcome, you know, you have to work through it. But I, yeah. I think that's awesome that you have a manager that's actually older. You know, there's there's a lot of artists who have managers that are their friends, which usually always end up terrible, especially if they're the exact same <laughs> age as you. That usually always ends poorly. Sorry about that. No worries. My alarm went off too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, cause I, I really, I haven't seen a single person who's really been successful with the, who started out with a friend. It's like, of course they can be successful later on, but I've never really seen a successful relationship with a, like a friend and an artist. Yeah. It's just that business, that business relationship and that friendship kind of gets fucked, you know? So that's kind of, that's yeah. awesome that you know, you have someone that's way older than you that is, definitely maybe they're not winning grammys themselves you know they don't even have to really yeah. be you don't a manager honestly doesn't even have to be in music to be a good manager you know exactly they just need to know how to talk to people and be able to understand what your needs are and how to communicate that to other people and i feel like comes that's time. what pierre does like he's like almost like a translator for me like when i'm when i'm when i'm talking to somebody or like talking to another like music exec or something and i'm like trying to use oh like this is like i talk a certain way like young people talk a certain way that seems kind of like is almost like i don't know it almost like shoots ourselves in the foot because it seems like ignorant it discredits us yeah exactly seems like ignorant and i know that about myself like when i talk i'm like i i'm i try to talk pretty like i don't know eloquently or whatever but like I know that I'm just coming across like, oh, this young guy, he wants to do music, so what? But having like somebody older is almost like a cosign for the business side of it. Yeah. Like, oh, he has somebody who is responsible, has showed that he knows what he's doing with business and all that, and is gonna make sure that like he follows through. Like, and it gives people more confidence. Like, I already know that I can do everything. Pierre knows I can do everything, but somebody else coming in who doesn't know me is going to see me as a 20 year old who makes hip hop music and is going to be like, okay, well, what does he know about the business? Wow. How is he going to come through with that? So yeah, it's just having that reassurance to people. Yes. That's awesome. See, I'm I'm telling you, like, I feel like we're in different lanes where I see like we're both seeing this growth at the exact same time realistically it's it's exciting yeah Yeah, that's um have you been able to do any shows besides the album release before the pandemic or when when was that album release show by the way i forget i don't even remember either i think it was like fall time or winter i don't know i'm i have no idea 
I was going to Seattle Pacific at the time, university. I don't know, um, a minute ago. Yeah. I don't know. It was before, maybe like December. Wow. Before quarantine. Something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of, and then fucking COVID hit. So, what have you been, it doesn't, it seems like you've actually seen a lot of success during this pandemic. So, was there anything, yeah, that, I, anything that got ruined though leading up to the pandemic? Or do you think everything has just been a blessing? Um, I don't think anything got ruined. I think it just like shifted. Like mm-hmm. it shifted. It made me focus a lot more about on my image and on my um, my social media because I don't know, before I could have like, I could like meet with somebody and they'd be like, oh, like they'd know my personality because they'd be talking to me. But now it's relied on, a lot more on me having my personality shown through my videos that I post online and like the connections that I make with people is a lot, it's all digital. And so I've done a lot of like rebranding. I've done a lot of like focusing on, okay, what image do I want to have? And so I think it shifted from being able to be like, reach out to somebody. These are like what I've done. Here's a sample. Now let's talk in person to be like, okay, how are you going to present yourself? Just offer it. Like, this is moon drop boom and they're gonna read it and they're gonna either be like oh yeah this kid they like this kid is dope or they're gonna be like ah next one and so i don't know i think that's i think it's a blessing for the most part because i don't know all the success that i've seen has been during quarantine so like it's not like i knew anything else like i did one show outside of quarantine so it's like (laughs) it's like i'm like I'm a COVID rapper now, I guess. Personal growth, it's really important. And you definitely yeah. have seen it happen for you. That's insane. So, yeah. did. One thing I do miss, though. Oh, what oh were you no, saying? continue. My bad. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, one thing I do miss is like, um, uh, like shows. And I wish I could open for more artists. Yeah. Because I just, that's like a way to like just reach so many more people. Like, nobody came there for you, but they're going to leave remembering you, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like something that's hard, but I did get a chance to open for a Seattle group at the Nectar, which was really cool. And it was like a live stream thing. And so, and that was like right after loose change also, because they reached out to me after loose change came out Oh shit! and we're like, Hey, come open for this group. And I was like, yeah. And so I connected with them and like, we still talk and all that. Wow. So has, Did any Seattle artists like understand what I Am Mother was and like understanding like, how big that was? <laughs> I don't think not one Seattle artist reached out to me after I posted about that. Wow. I was just like, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's crazy because that's, that's actually really huge. Like I was in, I was like, holy fuck. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I didn't. I didn't really expect anybody to say anything because I don't know. I think everything's just so focused on trends and just so focused on like what's next that people like don't stop to be like, wow, what just happened was amazing. And they just want to be like, okay, did that next. Okay. What's this person do? Okay. That was cool. Let me try to copy it. Oh, it didn't work. What's next. And it's just like, 
that's why like that's why community is just like so so lacking and it's just like you don't you don't need you don't need anybody else to follow trends like right but yeah you should hop on reddit that's like one of my favorite apps of all time those guys have the greatest communities i'm telling you like i've yeah i've actually met so many artists like that have been on the podcast through fucking reddit that's crazy. yeah Dang. i might have to i don't even know anything about reddit oh like shit. i you need to check out reddit that's like one of the best ways to do marketing because really like you so it's basically set up into like different communities that you actually join and then you can post your content and stuff like that and like in real time people are like connecting with it and if they like what you're talking about you get upvotes which are kind of like likes but if someone's like oh okay. what you're posting is only benefiting you there's not really a conversation or whatever they can downvote it and then no one sees it so like if people actually like it and they get upvotes and it starts trending on reddit in that community and then more people like it and it becomes like a, an actual conversation it's not about it's not about like who posts the coolest picture. It's like actually about who can have the greatest conversation. And Dang. it's, I've I've actually found so much success from, from Reddit. Like there's there's Seattle music groups even. There's like Pacific Northwest, New York, whatever any topic that you can think of. Like, that's like a weird. Can you find like, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but like you can look up like grapes. Grapes community. Grapes. I don't know. It's just some random, the randomest thing I could think of. There'll probably you can probably find a community that's talking about how much they love grapes and what, what, what to pair a grape with, like what type of wine or what gr- wine is made out of grapes. So I don't know if you're pairing grapes with wine, but like what grapes taste good with what or whatever. Like these are like tr- genuine people that want to talk about grapes or whatever the fucking topic is. You should definitely yeah. check out Reddit. And just yeah, and, and just like TikTok, you don't need a following really. You can you can have followers, but you don't need a followers for people to actually like enjoy what you're talking about. Dang. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check that out then. Yeah. Um, I like having conversations with people more than just posting random things. Hell yeah. But, it's yeah, dope. Man. So what is what's next for Moondrop? What are what are your goals and things you actually probably even have lined up in the next few months? Yeah. Um, I'm, so the goal was to post or to drop something every two weeks because I want, I don't know. I just want to give people music and I have a lot of, like I spent the last, between loose, between loose change and like low mileage that I just dropped, I probably recorded 150 songs. Wow. Like just so many songs like I was just working so like the vault is just extensive now and I was doing business stuff and all that and so now it's just really dropping music and doing stuff like this and just like talking with people and like um I I'm actually right now I'm planning a cypher with some other Seattle artists and which is gonna be crazy because like there's been some cyphers but I feel like the group of people, the group of, or like the type of music that these, the people that I'm working with make is just like, it's not really showcased in any of those. Or, and it's not like when people think Seattle music, people don't really think that. So I think it's going to be really dope. And then also working on um, doing another live show. Cause I did that the first time when I opened and it was really dope. And I just have so much more content now to like do. So that's like the next step. And then, yeah, 
Hell yeah. Yeah, just drop it. I'm excited. I like your um I like your music videos that you post on Instagram. I don't think you release them on streaming services, but you, you only release them on Instagram, correct? Yeah. Those are dope yeah. as fuck. I liked your entrepreneur one. That was dope. Oh, appreciate <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked I've been working a lot on um just being able to be more like self sufficient creatively. And so I've started producing my own tracks. I've started doing my creating my own videos, doing my own photos. And so it's like when you when you rely on somebody else to do something, it either costs money or it limits you create like creatively because I don't know. I don't want to ask somebody to change like the smallest thing like 10 times. Like, ah, I don't like it like that. Can yeah. you do it like this? And like, it just gets annoying. And so if you can just do it yourself, might as well. And so that's what I've been focusing on. And quarantine's given me a lot of time to learn how to do all that. So yeah, you're going to see some more self, self-produced self tracks. I think I'm nice with producing. Hell Low yeah. key, I was <laughs> like, it was really hard at first. And now I'm like, okay, okay. I might have, I might have some here. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So is that your font, your go-to font now? Like on Instagram, like in your music videos and posts, I see that like scribble type font. Yeah. That's my own handwriting actually. Oh shit. That's how I write. It's really weird. How'd you turn into a but, font? Like, cause you like, it's actually on the music videos and shit. Yeah. So I, there's like, you can buy or not buy, but you can print out like these like squares things and they have like every letter. So like this one's a, and this, whatever, and it has like a QR code in the bottom. So then you scan it and it uploads it to, uh, like a website and that wow. just turns it into a font. Yeah. Holy so like, that's shit. my actual handwriting. Yeah. Wow. Dude. Yeah. I'm, and I'm so a... that was part of, that was part of the rebranding. Wow. Just making everything my own. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm actually like obsessed with fonts. That's a weird thing to be obsessed really? with. But like, I, I I love fonts. Cause that's what that that's fonts are honestly half the battle when it comes to making album covers and stuff. Even. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. Like I I know if someone's taking time to make a good album cover or whatever, if the font looks good. Like I'm like oh <laughs> you use that font you can find that generic font on fucking Canva or something, like that shit I know exactly what font that is like that's the most generic you just open the app and that's the font it gives you you know, like I, <laughs> I I'm so bougie when it comes to fucking fonts. <laughs> that's so funny. Hey maybe you can find a Reddit group for fonts. Yes, there we go. <laughs> that is dope <laughs> as fuck though. I never knew that you can like, I don't like my handwriting's all right. I would never make it like a font online but that's dope that you did that like see i don't think people take time to realize that type of shit wow yeah yeah like people just see that and they're like oh he just picked that one up it's like no i sat down for 30 minutes wow. and wrote something but that's yeah insane. dude <laughs> well moondrop do you have any advice for up-and-coming artists creators influencers um Honestly, it just takes a lot of investing in yourself. And if I think you, if in surrounding yourself with people that see the same things for their life, like I used to surround myself with just people who wanted to just do like the regular thing. And so when I, when I get exhausted from spending like, like 12 hours working on a song and making sure that every word sound perfect, 
and then I'm tired the next day, but I, I know I have to do the same thing the next day. I didn't have anybody to like turn to and like be like, all right, I'm gonna come in the studio with you and we're gonna we're gonna record something. Like surrounding yourself with those people and having those relationships, those deep relationships. Because like, I think, I think mental health and music doesn't get talked about enough. And like, it's an exhausting and depressing and like, it, it looks fun from the outside because like everybody's just like, yeah. And like, it is fun. But at the same time, you get scammed by people. People are ingenuine. Like a lot of the relationships that you make aren't going to be real. So if you don't have those before you get to that point that you want to get to, it's you see what happens to artists that don't have those and they go, they're going through it. And so just... I think relationships is 90% of the battle and in mindset. Cause one thing that I view my, I like, I view myself as like, when I see, when I see artists, like, I don't know, like Dempsey or like, or like other Seattle artists, like Lil Mosey even, like a lot of people see them and they're like, Oh, like celebrities. And they have like the celebrity mindset where it's like, Oh, they're different. Like they're not regular people. That's like a celebrity. But I, when you see yourself as the same as those people, it makes it a lot less intimidating and it makes it a lot less um, more like of a fantasy and a dream and more of like a goal and like realistic. And I think getting, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. And like people outside of music, I mean, like a lot of people in my life don't understand that. They're like, when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do music. Then they're like, they're like, oh yeah, okay. Like you're like, oh, my friend who makes music. Like when they introduce me to people, they're like, oh, this is Reed who does music or like <laughs> Moon or whatever. And it's like, and then people are like, oh, okay. But then like they see things like the I am other thing. And they're like, oh, like that's like, it's real. Like that didn't, that didn't just happen. Cause like, oh, I'm your local rapper who like makes SoundCloud beats and makes music and then posts it like, I view myself as one of those people. So like, they're my peers. Like those are my peers mm -hmm. that I just haven't connected with. And so mindset and relationships, I think is the biggest thing yeah. to focus on. I've seen a weird thing where like, I'm seeing like milestones as well with my podcast and everything. But when I'm looking for just like a normal connection, whether it's friends, jobs, that's just has nothing to do with music. They're, they're like, it's almost like they don't want to work with me because they think I have more of an influence than I do have. And then when you work with artists who are doing the same shit, you're kind of on the even playing field. And they're like, then they're like, you don't have enough influence maybe or something. But then when you're working with normal people, like, you're like, no, fuck, I actually might need your help with this shit. We're like, oh, no, you got your shit figured out. You're talking yeah, exactly. to famous people. I'm like, what the fuck? No, I, I need this job or whatever it is. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's a weird line. Yeah, yeah, and I think. Artists are people, they're not, <laughs> celebrities are people even, you know? Yeah, and like, like, like I have a crazy example. Like I just, I recently just talked to like one, he like, he, this dude used to be like, one of like my best friends, like I tell him everything and all that. And then um, he just stopped talking to me and I was like, what like it's crazy and so i went and i talked to him like i met up i was like hey bro we need to talk so i met up with him and we talked and he was just like 
he and because like that whole group of people just stopped talking to me and I was like and they were like just my name was always in their mouth for some reason like that like it was just like hating and I was like like what happened like what did I do and then I was bringing that up to him and he's like he was like he apologized for like his part that he played but then he was like but honestly bro like you're doing your music thing like you like you don't need us like like he's like don't even worry like don't worry about us because like you're honestly doing like way bigger things than us and like all that but like what he doesn't understand is that yeah i'm doing my music but also half the time i'm like depressed and i'm laying in my bed because i don't have any friends to talk to besides like other artists and i'm like you know what right now i don't want to talk about a verse on your song okay i want to talk about a basketball game that just happened or i want to go shoot hoops i want to like do something normal that doesn't because like music is my passion music is like my dream but and it's also like a job like it takes work like it's a lot of work wow and so i i need and i was trying to explain to him like okay i do not need you guys yes i know that i don't need you for my music career but i need you for my mental health i need you for my like depression i need you for like like i need just like i need family like my mom doesn't help me do like get a job but she's there for me and supports me and is there for me through everything that's going on through life because music is like not my entire life like yeah. there's so much beyond that yeah. and so yeah i was um <laughs> like i've had like some job interviews lately <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so you know during the pandemic it's actually hard to find a job honestly i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you but two of the job interviews that fell through they're like i'm sorry you didn't get the job but you have a new listener i'm like what the fuck i don't care about you being a new listener give me the goddamn job <laughs> i'm like great <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> i don't need i'm looking yeah. for a job jesus it's just it's just weird how like you don't even have to have like in the industry or actual community, you don't even have to have that big of a name for people who think for n- normal people to think that you're popping off. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. That's listen. <laughs> you have a new listener. That's crazy. Twice it's happened. I'm like, oh my god, no. <laughs> Wait, you yeah. pay me twenty dollars an hour to listen to my podcast. Exactly. If not. <laughs> you need to reevaluate your answer. <laughs> exactly. I have one last question though. I, I should have asked this earlier. It's about the loose change thing. Oh yeah. Sure. Is is loose change? <laughs> is it a metaphor? Is it like literal? Because I hear a lot of people. I personally, I'm either way with it. You know, like people. You hear a lot of t- people talking about like reparations and shit, which I don't think. I feel like it just work you know I, I get there's a lot of people in like fucked up situations but i feel like i don't think we should just as a black community should just each get a million dollars i don't think that's unrealistic you know yeah. but if if i if if that a bill got passed for reparations and i got a million dollars for free i'd be more than happy to do that get that you know <laughs> but yeah <laughs> like so I, I'm, I'm torn between is your song a metaphor is loose change a metaphor or you're literally talking about <laughs> reparations <laughs> no um i think so loose change i wrote as like a call to action and so loose change uh loose change is definitely like a metaphor and it's like 
the metaphor for loose change is like everybody has something to give like everybody has like random quarters in their car everybody just like finds dimes and nickels in their penny in their pockets or whatever and so and like everybody has time out of their day like i said what is it in like the first line i said i said um or not the first line i said i'm not talking quarters out your wallet i'm just asking for a second out your day mm. And so, like, I'm talking about everybody, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's you go down and you protest, whether it's, like, everybody has something that they could do. And I'm tired of people, have, like, coming up with excuses. Because the day is 24 hours long, and you need, what, eight hours of sleep? At least 16 hours. Yeah. If you work nine to five, that's eight hours out of your day. You got, you have, like, four, what, that was horrible math. You have... <laughs> however many hours eight hours of your day that you could spend helping the cause even if you took half an hour out of your day you want to talk about you don't have enough time mm. it's because people use this excuse of people use the excuse of oh i don't like have money for that it's not in the budget but that's because you're choosing to live a certain way while you know people are out here dying mm. but you're you want to focus on yourself like yeah i was just i'm just tired of excuses and so it was just everybody has something to give. So you might as well do something because if you're silent, you're with the oppressor. And there we so, go. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. I'm happy you explained it. <laughs> it was killing me. I'm like, how how do I listen to it? Is it, is it metaphor? Is it reparations? Or is it a mix of in-between? But I like how you broke down that time thing, even though we might both not be the best at math. I, that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I only need around like six hours to sleep right so then yeah. i have if i had a nine to five job had to sleep you still have 10 hours you know i feel like people yeah. waste so much of their time saying they don't have enough time to do shit you still have 10 hours yeah. to do whatever you'd like you know exactly if you're if you're sleeping so. for six hours i don't think you see a lot of people who like go to sleep at like one or two and then get up for work like i'm like how the fuck how do you stay up that late <laughs> And if you're staying up that yeah. late, why are you just watching Netflix or on your phone? There's so many other things you do to be creative. Or not even creative. Yeah, like, Maybe you're not creative. But whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, people have so many dreams and stuff, but they want to spend it watching New Girl, yeah. spend their time watching The Office and not doing anything about it. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, one crazy thing about the loose chain, uh, this just reminded me of that. There's a like a really like short clip. It's like two seconds long in the music video. And it's this dude, this other black dude comes and he, he's sitting down next to me and like, we're talking. And that's like an actual thing. Like we're in the middle of shooting a music video. This dude in like a construction, like big dreads, like a construction vest, like walks straight through the video and then goes around the corner. And I was like, what? Like the camera is right there. You didn't see that. He just walks by, doesn't say anything. And then five minutes later, he comes back and just sits down next to me and just started until asked me, he said, why are you out here begging for change? And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is about to be a real conversation. I was like, so then I was telling him, I was telling him about the song and like all of that. And he was like, uh, he's like, oh, well, while you were out here begging for change, I was working my job and like, I was working my job and I was making money. Wow. And I was like, I was like, and I, I was like, oh, that's dope, dude. I was like, but what do you do with that money? And he was like, well, he's like, what do you mean? I make money, so now I have money to spend. And I was just like, well, you think I might be out here begging for change? And I could be begging for change, but, like, why you think I'm sitting here not making money 
while you was down working your construction made $700. Like I'm out here trying to make a difference. Like, and so I think people are so concerned about like the financial side of things yeah. when they don't realize like you're, you're, you'll find a way like finances is like survival, but like, like as much as we, some people would disagree, like you need money to live. And so you're, you will naturally find ways to make money. So instead of focusing all your attention on that, invest an hour of your day, like, I don't know, going into like, or like reading or educating yourself, reading a book or like, I don't know, everybody's just in just the rat chase Yeah. that they don't stop to think about, Hey, I just watched the news and eight people were gunned down. And I don't have and I don't have anything to say to that. And I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go work at Sky Nursery the next day and not have anything to say about that. Not try to make a difference at all, even in my own community, so that doesn't happen here. It's just, yeah, everybody's just desensitized to that stuff. Yeah, that's insane. Holy fuck! Yeah, that is that is insane. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, there's. There's so much, you have so much time in your day to do so many different things. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that spa thing though, for real though, like I haven't even really heard anyone talk about that. Like you, like I yeah. see people post, like you always see like, especially during the elections, I saw a lot of people on social media who had, don't understand how politics work whatsoever, posting about politics because it's so relevant. Yeah. But when it comes to like, that was very tragic. That eight people plus people who got hurt in like the background as well, you know. Yeah, and it's no one's talking about that. You were just saying, what were you saying? And no one's talking about that stuff, you know. It's just exactly, and it's like people, ah, people like when it comes to like politics and stuff. People who know absolutely nothing have so much to say, and then it comes to like it comes to minorities getting killed and people don't want to speak up because they're like, Oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like I just heard you talk for an hour and say absolutely nothing at all. And you were talking the entire time. And now you want to be silent because you don't know what to say. Like, Oh my goodness. Like just the excuses is just, it just plagues everything. Yes. I'm telling you, you just need a fucking plan. Stick to the plan, get it done. You can be rich and successful. You know who I want to have on the yeah. podcast? Oh. I or I don't even need to have him on the podcast. I just need to become his best friend. It's Cole Bennett, the guy of lyrical lemonade oh. guy. That guy's around our age, and yeah. look at the shit he's doing. Like how the fuck? What? Did, how the fuck did that happen? Like, of course he worked for it and everything, but like, he has a huge ass. Sp- Eminem has two music videos with him. That's insane. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I just want to, I want to, I want to be, I'm thinking he's, I think he's our age. I think he's literally, maybe he's like how, early 20s at least. I look up how old he is. Cole Bennett. He is 24. 24. That's See? Crazy. Like, you don't need to, you don't, like, that's what I'm talking about, like, when it comes to, like, age, when it comes, when I was saying, I don't want to wait till I'm 30 to make money, but I'm also saying I don't want to wait till I'm 30 or however old for people to like, of course I, I'm getting taken seriously a little bit, but of course I, I'd rather, I want people to treat me just like I'm 
thirty or forty. Like, like I know yeah. the shit I'm doing. Of course, I have stuff to learn, but I, I don't feel like it. Ha- you have to be that old for people to be, for you to be taking that seriously. Cole's twenty four yeah. and he's being taken crazy seriously. You know how big that is for Eminem to have him choose you to be on like have your music. You make a music video for Eminem like that's yeah. insane. Insane. Just plan and execute, and everything will yeah. come. That's all. Yeah, and connections. Yeah, we'll end on that. So, what is the easiest way for people to reach you? Um, probably DM me. Moon is Moon X Drop on IG, and then TikTok is the same thing. Pretty much any social media, it's that. And so, I got links to all my music and all that. And so. I love to talk to you. I always respond to my DMs and stuff. Like, I've had crazy conversations in my DMs. So, if you got something to say, hit me up and we can have a conversation about it. There we go. I'm always down. And yeah. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Yeah, I, I really yeah, appreciate cool. you coming on. It's been it's been a long time. And like I said, I've been following your career and it's, it's, it's time. <laughs> it's been time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Well, this is the NAS podcast with Moondrop. There we go. Yes.